And that has been a priority for me. Yeah, not every day you're going to completely love what you're doing, but what's going to fill your tank? What's your why? For me, my why is I have to be authentic to what I'm doing in order to actually really help people. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. You guys, if you love the show, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to at drink light pink on Instagram. That's at drink L-I-T-E-P-I-N-K so that you can be the first to get it in your hands. And it means the world to have you follow and see what's going on in support over there. So I have an incredible guest today. It's almost impossible not to know who this is because she is on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I don't care if you love the show or hate the show, you know the show. So I got to meet Teddy Mellencamp uh, at a personal development conference, a big event, um, probably a couple of years ago. And I immediately fell in love with her and her husband. They're the kindest, most generous, most thoughtful people. And I started following along in her career and what she's up to. And she has an incredible health program called All In by Teddy. So she started her career as an equestrian at a really young age, winning national awards, and then later on winning world championships. But her current profession as an accountability coach and fitness influencer arose from her desire to help others achieve healthier lifestyles after discovering a tried and true way to unleash your best self. So she struggled with a fluctuating weight her entire life. Teddy found after her second pregnancy, an 80-pound weight gain that the weight didn't come off as easily as it once did. Her writing career had taken a back seat to motherhood and the life-work balance just wasn't there for her. She realized that she needed to change her lifestyle and have a passion and really hold herself accountable for her actions to develop a healthier way of living. You guys, her program is incredible. I have had firsthand the honor of being able to actually teach her coaches. So she is all about personal development for her coaches. So I loved what she's all about with her program. It's at allinbyteddy.com if you want to go and check that out. She's also an incredible mother. She has three children. She launched a podcast with iHeartRadio called Teddy Teapot. I also got to be on that podcast and I freaking loved that episode. Probably one of my favorite episodes I've ever gotten to be a part of. So you guys can go and check that out as well. But today on the podcast, we talk so much about just all of the different things you have to deal with while you are filming a show, all of the different life challenges that are going on right now, and how you can have a really, really strong backbone. Get clear about what is important right now, and to just grow and keep on moving forward no matter how hard times are. So tune in and check it out. Teddy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to have you on. 
I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We were just chatting, you guys. You can't see us, but before this, we were talking about how it's just like we're kind of in our our COVID uniforms. Like we're just pajamas. Like I don't have to do my hair anymore. And then once in a while, people like flip their cameras on and I'm like, oh, we're doing this. Okay. I know today I was like, well, I wonder if she's going to be, you know, because I always show up with face because it's easier for me to connect. I'm seeing somebody's face. So I'm like, all right, I'm going for it today. I even washed my hair for you today. It looks good, girl. It looks good. Well, I'm going to wash my hair after this, but I will, (laughs) you know, maybe I'll send you a picture or something. Um, (laughs) Yes. So here we are. And I'm really excited for this because um, I got to meet you. Oh my God. When was this? Is that like last year? Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, meet you super briefly. And I know my husband and your husband like love each other. So that's amazing. That's always fun because I always get filled in on all of the things. Um, okay. But you are just, you have such a beautiful energy and you're so freaking down to earth. And I'm really excited to chat with you today just about all the, di- you have so many things going on. And I really, I, I want to do some, I, I actually want to do some rapid fire before we get into that. Cause I feel like once we're into that, it's going to be a vortex. So let's do a little bit of rapid fire. So what do you wish more people knew about you? I wish more people knew that, um, I like to laugh at myself. Oh my God. But I don't take myself so seriously. I think oftentimes what you see, you know, on TV or if I'm doing a press interview or any of those things, you don't get to see like, I am constantly laughing at myself and that's what keeps me sane. Oh, I love that. What's your birth date? July 1st. Okay. I'm like, is she a Sagittarius? I love laughing at myself. Okay. (laughs) Um, um, What is true for you when it comes to relationships? Like what has been a truth that has always rang true for you about relationships? That I have to be vulnerable and say what I'm feeling in the moment or else I will start to develop a callus and push a person completely away. Mm. Oh man. So what, uh, wow, that's gotta be, yeah, that's, that makes good TV. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that actually is probably what makes really good TV for you. Um, Okay. What is exciting? Like what's lighting you up the most right now? Truthfully, um, my daughter injured herself Mm -hmm. while we were, you know, while we've been in, you know, social distancing at home, she slammed her finger um, in the door, in the door, and she amputated the tip of her finger. And honestly, she is lighting me up because she has such a positive energy and she's so happy and she's just finds the positive in everything. And I'm just looking at her and I'm like, I have so much admiration towards you. And like, I'm getting to see this completely different side of her. And I'm just like really proud. And it's like, she's really like, I'm, I'm feeling it from her and she's seven. Wow. That is amazing. That's gotta be like the most beautiful moment as a parent when you're like, Oh my God, my own child is inspiring me like crazy. I mean, I was like crying to her and she like looked at me and she was like, mommy, like I was trying to hide that I was crying, you know, yeah. which I had a mask on in the car, you know, like all. <laughs> yes. And she's like, mommy, I know you're crying and I just want you to know that like, I love you and <sighs> this is not your fault. You know, she, I'm like, how do you know that I'm what I'm even feeling right now? Wow. Like, so I really love this time with her right now. Uh-huh. And know, watching her heal and be so strong. And oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful things coming out of this time. The time we get to spend with people and really like you drop into places you wouldn't normally kind of drop into because you just, you got no other choice. So this is what we're doing. Um, Okay, one last one. Uh, What is 
not lighting you up right now? Like what feels hard for you? The unknown. Hmm. I'm very type A. I like to have things organized and planned. And so all of the unknowns right now, I have to really focus on what's important to Mm. keep myself focused as opposed to letting myself go down all the rabbit holes. Is there one, you're like, I don't want to go down the rabbit holes. I'm like, let's go down that one. Um, Is there one specifically that is kind of like, oh man, that's the unknown. That's kind of like you're freaking out the most. You know, I think when it comes to, you know, my my business is good. My family's good. All of those things are good. I think when it comes to the future for our children, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I know how important interaction is for kids and being able to spend those times with their friends. I mean, I know how much I'm missing it. Yeah. So I can only imagine them. And when I think about school next year and all of those types of rabbit holes that we just don't know the answer to. Right. Totally. It's hard and I can't give them answers. And as a parent, you want to be able to say, oh yeah, for sure. This is how schools start. And, you know, but you can't. Oh my God. It's, it, you know, I've been sitting in this a lot thinking this is such, it. while it's horrible, it is like the biggest gift that gifts that human beings can have is to, I think the more that we can sit in uncertainty, the more just the more comfortable, the more peace you have, the more content you can be with the level of uncertainty that you're able to just kind of like continue to go back to center, right? Like to go back Mm -hmm. to like, this is all there is. It makes you, it makes you realize how important it is to just learn to be really present with what is because man, yeah. So it is, I feel like I'm in like, you know, uncertainty boot camp right now, and that we're all going to be like ninjas after this. Like, we're going to be able to handle a whole lot more because it's like it's going to take us a while to get out of this. Yeah. Even when when we are out, we're going to you know we've all gotten used to a new normal. Yeah, is and it's it's interesting. Like, I wonder um, how do you think that this will affect your decisions moving forward when it comes to even like maybe taking risks or starting things or investing in things? Do you see yourself making decisions in a different way? I think for me, I'm just going, you know, when it comes to business stuff, I, you know, I had all these worries right when this first happened. And then I realized, wow, you know, this is exactly what, what I need and what everybody needs. And that's the support of knowing they're not alone. Mm. And, you know, so in that way, when it comes, you know, I feel so blessed that like certain people are having to, you know, do layoffs and all those types of things. And I've been hiring because Mm -hmm. there's so much need for connection. And sometimes people can't get that in their home or sometimes, you know, it it can't happen with their friends or just having that positive energy from somebody Mm-hmm. Has, has really been huge. And, you know, more just like connecting with family and friends and making the time to pick up the phone. I was never really a phone talker before. I was right. always a texter. And now it's like, no, I'm going to, let's do a FaceTime. Let's connect. Let's actually like not, we're not going through the motions. Let's actually do this. Why do you think that is? I'm so curious because I was such a texter and now I'm actually calling people too. Like my sister's like, who are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how mine is. She's like, You'll pick up the phone. Everything okay? I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> I, because before I was scheduled myself with maybe too many things. Oh God, that was me. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I'm a yes person. So I want to be able to take action and do all these steps. But I had filled myself to such capacity that the times that I could just not talk to somebody, I didn't want to. Mm. 
Okay. I learned about overscheduling during all of this. Like, wow, I don't need it. The kids don't need it. And like the power of no is actually huge. Mm-hmm. And now that, you know, I'm not having to say yes or no to things, but I just be able to sit and like go, okay, these are the things that I want to work on for me. These are the things I want to work on for our family has really been huge. And like, these are the people I actually want to talk to. That has been what you just said verbatim has been our conversation of, I can't believe what I was doing that I either didn't need or was saying yes to or didn't enjoy. And it was taking away from my like connections that I was really desiring, like family and my close friends were getting the brunt of it because I knew that they'd understand, right? I'm like, they're always going to be there because they're my closest friends, except I I was walking around feeling a lot more kind of like lonely and not as happy as I could be, but I didn't realize it until this happened. And just like, it's so, it's so eye-opening, like what happens when you start actually getting to connect deeper with these people that light you up the most? I'm like, Oh my God, it, it, it does. It affects everything. It, fe- it affects your business. It affects your life. Like so many things are, I'm just noticing like moving in a great direction because we're feeling more connected and lit up. So yeah. And also being able to learn from other people. I think right now we're all in a place when you hear, so, you know, sometimes you can get a little set in your ways and this is what works for me. And I'm, I have tunnel vision on that. Yeah, I'm in a place of learning right now where if I hear something that's working for somebody, whether it's in parenting or fitness or just lifestyle in general, I want to listen because I know that I can either get better or I can get worse during this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't want to just be complacent because that doesn't even exist. So, you know, I I just think that now is the time where you can actually ask those questions, start Mm -hmm. to get to know things about people that maybe you overlooked you know, in the past because you were so rushed. Mm, How is this, how is your family? Like, are you guys having conversations like this with your whole family and your kids included? Like what's going to be different for you moving forward? What is that conversation like in your household? I think we do a lot of like, what are you most grateful for? Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, oftentimes what I'm assuming everybody is feeling is very different than what they're actually feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, for my, my husband, for example, like not a ton has like shift, like he's working his butt off. He's doing great. You know, he has his office in here and he doesn't feel a huge shift. Mm. Like obviously because he's able to do, you know, a million zoom calls a day. So for me, I'm like, I wonder how Edwin's doing. And so then I have to actually be like, all right, talk to me about how you're feeling because hearing him say, you know what, I I'm actually doing really well, then takes that pressure off of me mm. or with my kids. Like, I'm like, are you guys going crazy? Cause you can't say bye to all your friends at school and blah, blah. And they're like, no mom, we're actually fine. You know, whatever it may be, because we create these issues in our head mm. that don't exist. Well, it's real, real easy to get addicted to worrying. Like it's an addiction. Yes. is an yeah. addiction. Worrying is an addiction. So it's like, where am I, where am I creating that feeling for myself right now? Yeah, I do. That. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> Yeah. Like I have a, a, you know, a group chat with a bunch of my friends and it's become like a running joke. Like whenever they send something like, don't open this Teddy, we know you don't want to see it because I'm like some stuff don't, unless these are facts, I don't want to know because it puts me in a place that doesn't feel good. Totally. That's totally me. I'm like, my, my husband knows to just kind of filter everything unless I'm in like a time (laughs) and a place that I need to know it. Cause I'm just like, ah, like it'll just throw them out. Cause I'll, 
you probably, it sounds like you're like a major feeler. Like I, I will feel it. Like it'll just, it will, it's heavy. I, it slows me down. I kind it kind of stops me from yeah. everything. Cause it's just like, if you can't, if you can't do anything about it too, it's just like, what do I do? And you feel helpless and then you're just so not better. moving forward. It's better, <laughs> it's better to just keep me out of that conversation unless I can do something about it. So, okay. Well, that the rapid fire brought us to a lot of different places. So fun. Um, so you are doing so many things right now, but it probably, it probably feels so good to slow down a little bit. So how did you get in? I'm like, I don't even know where to start because I feel like you are involved in a lot of different things between housewives and between, yeah, housewives, right? Why do I always get those mixed up? Do people mix up desperate housewives with, um, with yeah, real housewives, yeah, real always, housewives. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of the same. <laughs> housewives all, in general. <laughs> all mixed with a little bit of fun. Housewives, you have your amazing program. Um, you have an incredible podcast. You're a speaker. You're a mom. You just had a baby. Does it sound crazy even when I say those things or does your mind compartmentalize? I think that I start to, like, as you're saying them, I start realizing like, wow, this is where my life has become and I, like what it's become. Mm. And I like, I get excited hearing mm. how much life has changed because if you would have said, you know, if you were to describe who I was six years ago, mm. you wouldn't have said any of those things. So who was that six years ago? You know, six years ago, so I rode horses for a living or, you know, I rode horses for a living. I based every single decision I made on Am I going to win this class? That's what's going to make me feel good. If I don't win, that's what makes me feel bad. You know, whatever the situation was. And I really had to, as you know, not to slang my own company, but I had to go all in on me mm. to figure out what was really making me happy. Mm. And if I didn't get a blue ribbon and that brought me unhappiness versus, okay, what can I do next time? I needed to create a different life for myself. Mm. So, you know, hearing that makes me so excited. And, you know, I really am grateful for the support system I have from the company and all, you know, all of these different things, but it's definitely, it's a lot. And having a three month old baby at home. During mm -hmm. all this, oh my God. Yes. Know, miracle baby. Mm. Wow. That is, okay. So I just want to go back to that. Cause you said, um, you know, you had the moments of if I don't win this, or if this doesn't happen, like your identity being really attached to something, how long did that last? What snapped you out of the realization of like, whoa, my identity is not attached to this winning, winning or a goal or the well, next thing. Yeah. So what ended up happening, you know, I rode pretty much my entire life from being a little kid and we would travel around the United States and nationals and all of these things. And it was after I, I had always kind of struggled, um, with healthy eating and my weight. And I was a big fluctuator and fad mm -hmm. dieter and not the healthiest either by eating way too much or not enough. You know, it was never I feel that. Was yep. anything <laughs> of, you know, that I would want to teach my kids mm -hmm. or anything like that. So, um, I, I had ridden and then I had gotten pregnant with my daughter. So she's seven and I tried to go back to riding again. And I was traveling around with her, staying in hotels and I realized like, I'm, I'm having a hard time being present with her because I'm letting what happened today affect my entire mood, my entire relationship with my husband. Every single thing was tied to this, you know, one thing in my life because that was kind of my escape. Mm. You know, I go away at the horse shows and then the rest of the world doesn't exist. Mm. 
And, um, you know, around that time, I was also going through IVF, trying to get pregnant with our next baby. And I was on all these steroids and hormones and I had, you know, put on a bunch of weight, um, and just was feeling really uncomfortable in my own skin. I was having miscarriages. I was not talking to my husband about it. I just really got into a negative place. So by the time that I actually got pregnant with my son and had him, I was definitely like had some of the worst postpartum anxiety that you can imagine. And I, for about six months, pulled away from everybody and just became, you know, this person that almost was like, I just complained in my head all the time. Mm. And I, my husband would come home from work and I'd almost look to him to validate my day. Like, this is what I did with the kids, honey. And, but, you know, like try to pretend that I was like, you know, fully functioning and, (laughs) you know, and I realized I can't do this anymore. Mm. And I had a really unhealthy relationship with food and I wasn't exercising and I wasn't doing anything to take care of myself. And that was the day I started an Instagram account. I just, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't talk to anyone about it. I just said, hi, my name is Teddy and I'm changing my life today. Follow along if you're interested. Mm. And I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Um, and the crazy thing about it was the it grew a following pretty quickly because people either want to see people succeed or they want to see people fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So way before housewives or any of that, anything like that, I was just blogging and I did it for a year without receiving one dollar from anybody. And mm. people always ask me, like, oh, when you started your business, did you get pushback? I'm like, I never wanted to change my life because I was thinking about a business. Mm. I knew in order for me to be the best mom, to be the best wife, to be good at whatever job I decided I wanted to have after riding horses, that I had to feel good and I had to like myself. Mm-hmm. And that that's really how it all happened. And, you know, within a year of doing this, um, I realized like, I could do what Instagram was doing for me. I was posting proof of my workouts. I was posting my food. I was posting my, my transformations physically. And then also you could start to see the way that I was speaking about myself completely shifted mm-hmm. because all of a sudden I wasn't so down and out on myself. I felt proud, you know, like the exercise was changing my, my mood. Mm-hmm. For me, a huge people say, you know, why do you exercise? Is it because, you know, you want to look this way? And I'm like, no, for me, it's my mental sanity. Yeah. But it helps my anxiety. I love to run. To, I, and I didn't used to like to run, but I love to run because it, it really clears my mind. And then starting to eat clean and starting to eat healthier really changed like everything in regards to how I felt. I was less lethargic. I was less like, feeling like I had to overthink everything I ate because I knew what I was putting in my body was actually good for me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It come, I feel the exact same way about, you know, cause fitness has been such a big part of my journey and most all of it was to feel better and like calm my anxiety and <laughs> just noticing how different my brain chemistry was when I didn't eat all the sugar. And I was like, Whoa, maybe I'm not crazy. Like, I think I'm actually pretty normal. Like (laughs) when I actually eat well, I feel pretty good. Like I look at life totally differently. Um, that's, but yeah, that's so huge. That realization in that moment. So for you, you had mentioned something about, um, you were talking about how, you know, you were kind of numbing or, uh, 
I think you were like running from different aspects of your life. What flipped for you with kind of like finding maybe a different purpose or helping people with their purpose? Like, I want to talk about that because I think a lot of, you know, being, there's a lot of conversation about like, oh, if you're a mom or you're a wife or you're a daughter, you're, you, that should be enough. Right. But how do you feel like, what is true for you around purpose, creating purpose? What is that? What is that for you? Well, I think a lot of the time when people say, you know, I want to change my life or I want to change other people's life, they think that it's all going to happen in a day. And then when it doesn't, they're discouraged. And then all of a sudden, one they'll get somebody's opinion and that doesn't align with their opinion. And then all of a sudden they're done. Mm-hmm. So I think a big part for me at the beginning was I didn't talk to a million people about it at the beginning. I really went off my heart and my intuition and what felt right for me. Hmm. And now here we are almost six years later, and that is still the way I feel about it. Hmm. When it comes to business, when I first booked Housewives, I could have you know, hired on a billion fitness coaches and you know, really just filled up and done everything to make money. But for me, it was all about, no, I'm only going to promote from within. If they're a client, they graduate. And I stuck to that mission statement still. And because of that, I'm still proud of what I do and I still love it mm. because I didn't sell out for, to make more money in that moment. Every single thing drives me because I love it. Mm. And that has been a priority for me. Yeah, not every day you're going to completely love what you're doing, but what's going to fill your tank? What's your why? Mm-hmm. For me, my why is I have to be authentic to what I'm doing in order to actually really help people. This is so exciting because I have so many messages from you guys letting me know that you joined Skillshare and you're loving it. So I'm so excited that I have partnered with Skillshare. It is an online learning community that has thousands of inspiring classes for creative people. Or if you're like me, I'm just curious about everything and anything that could maybe help me get more creative or help move my business forward. So I love, I'm going to let you know what classes I love. I love the creative breakthrough class. It has eight exercises to power your creativity, confidence, and career. And that one is by Danielle Kresa. I also love personal branding. You guys know that essentially my whole career, I have been a personal brand. So it's about crafting your social media presence. And that one is by Kate Arends. So what I want to tell you, is that if you feel like you are a lifelong learner like me, this pretty much has any class that you can think about. And Skillshare offers memberships with meaning, with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. It empowers you to accomplish real growth. It's so much fun. Go and check it out. And you know that whenever I partner with anyone on this podcast, that I absolutely have an incredible offer for you. That's why we do it. So explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com forward slash happy. That's two whole free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. You guys, it's mind blowing. So get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com forward slash happy. One more time, that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com forward slash H-A-P-P-Y. Go check it out. 
God, it's so good. And it's so true because authenticity is the only sustainable route as well. All of it, it's just nothing else is sustainable. It's not, you like burn out or it crumbles or your business will fail because you, you don't forget how to be authentic, but you do forget how to be something else that you're yeah, not. And I, and I think, you know, that's only what makes people relate to you more. If you wake up one day, you know, for me, it's, uh, yeah, today I'm not feeling it guys. I feel down. I feel down and out. I'm struggling. I'm right here with you. Uh, but these are the tools that I'm going to use today to get myself out of it. Hopefully this will help you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then talking about it. I think so often, you know, we all want to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So we don't share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We only share the good. And then people are looking at Instagram, seeing everybody's highlight reel. And they're like, why don't I feel like that every day? <laughs> oh, because no one does. Yeah. No one looks like that. Nobody feels like that. So just really taking what feels good to you and applying it to your life. And then it will feel good to others too, mm. because you're being, you're being who you are. And, and then it all comes through. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. So you were talking, we're talking about your program. So it's called go all in. Um, yeah, and in. you, I, I think you have 40 coaches. Yeah. 40 coaches. Okay. And, and you promote from within. So did the, your coaches have to have gone through the experience and transformation or what does that look like? Yeah. So, um, you have to have been a client gone through the program and changed your life because that's awesome. For me, a big part of like, when I was trying to change my life and I would do all these crazy, weird fad diets, Mm -hmm. is I remember I would walk into, I don't know, I'd just make a workout class and I'd have some like, you know, not just like this perky person that in my head, I had said, Oh, well, they've never struggled a day in their life. I'm not taking advice from them. (laughs) You know, like I just had these, these walls up and I had like almost, I was angry. Hmm. So I knew a big part of what actually helped me change my life and what works for others is knowing that that same person has gone through something similar to them. Hmm. And they, Empathetic, whether it's, and it doesn't mean that every coach had to have lost over a hundred pounds or whatever it may be, but it may be this coach also struggled with postpartum depression. Mm. This coach also had cancer. This coach also had, you know, whatever it may be, so that when a client goes to, or, or, you know, is, is alone during the quarantine, you know, mm. whatever it may be, so that the person that you're talking to and communication with has empathy and really mm. knows. Mm-hmm. So is that a big component? Like, tell me about, so if I'm a client and I'm walking through your program for the first time, like, what is my experience going to be? If I'm like, Hey, I've done everything. I don't even know, like help. So everything's done over text messages. Okay. So you, you send, um, proof of workout, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you're out of the program. Okay. So it sounds harsh as we do it as like, when you say it out loud, but the point is like, the reason nothing worked for me before is because I never had any skin in the game. Yep, totally. You know, 24-hour fitness wasn't calling me and going, hey, I haven't seen you in a couple of days. Where are you? We're going to take your money if you don't show, you know, like yep. it wasn't like that. So when people invest in themselves, mm-hmm. it's really hard to throw it away. And so what we do is, so day one, people come in pretty gung-ho. But by day three, they realize it can be hard. Mm -hmm. But that's where they're then there to remind you, like, remember when you signed up Mm -hmm. and your why and what you wanted to do to change your life? Well, we're here to support you. We're here to give you the tools. We're here to help you. 
we are we are the friend that's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Mm. So good. And it's so true. I mean, that is like I want to I, I want to be and I want everyone to be to have the realization, like be in the rooms and the relationships that you can't hide in. Like it's so power. It's that's when you show up fully because you and you we want to right like people want to show up for themselves but a lot of times we need to borrow that energy from somebody else a lot of times like i don't know about you but i didn't have that belief in my like family or friends growing up they didn't have that like nudge so i needed to get it from somewhere else so that is so it's like vital and also what you start to realize is sometimes misery loves company oh oh yeah <laughs> you start surrounding yourself with other like-minded negative people that tell you that you can't do it or to live a little or to whatever the phrase is that they may, you know, be holding you down with. Mm -hmm. So you've got to get to a place where like that person may still work in your life, but you've got to lay your boundaries down and you may not know how to do it. Or you may be in that abusive relationship and your husband's always telling you that you're not worth it or you're, you know, you're a quitter and you believe it because you've repeatedly quit on yourself. Mm -hmm. And just having that support to get you through it until it becomes a habit. Yeah. Because like I, I oftentimes talk about like my non-negotiables and yes, my non-negotiables used to be like drink water, you know, find some time to be active and, you know, meditate. Mm -hmm. Now I don't need to put those on my non-negotiables because those are my habits. Mm. You know, now it's like send thank you cards or you know, whatever. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that, you know, that's what it makes it so hard for people because people want immediate gratification. And that's why I always say like, if you're looking to come to do this because you want to look good in a bathing suit in two weeks, don't sign up mm -hmm. because yes, you may physically see the difference in two weeks, but it takes longer than that to create a habit to change your life. And you need to look at this like a lifestyle change, not a diet because mm -hmm. diets, well, I failed all of them. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I feel that that was my journey. Um, for years and years. So I fully feel all of it. How has this program changed you being the person who's seen all of the different people who have come through it? Well, one, it's held me accountable. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I created a business that sets me up to, because I couldn't live with myself not being honest. I can't say you need to do this with, if I don't do it. Isn't it funny how we do that for ourselves? Like we do it for <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> like I really set myself up to, you know, stay on the path that I know works for me. Mm. And then also, you know, within the coaches and within the clients, seeing these relationships, seeing mm. all the amazing things, because people say, oh, it's about the weight loss, but no, it's about you finally asking for that raise or getting that promotion or leaving the abusive husband or becoming the mom that's present or whatever it is that you need to change in your life, but you've been stuck in your own way because you don't feel happy with yourself. Mm -hmm. Watching those things pivot and shift is like, I, it makes me love what I do every day. Mm -hmm. So what's a strength that you feel that you have that you've like discovered in yourself through the unlayering of all the years? Like what's something that you really love about yourself that you know has been a powerful tool that's moved you forward in your life? I think... Um, Two, probably two things. I would say the first thing is when I was younger, I always thought it was about motivation. Mm. I need to be motivated and someone needs to motivate me. And I, this is going to, but it's not, mm. it's about commitment. If you make a commitment to yourself, if you make a commitment to another person, now, whatever the situation is, 
then you actually really do it. And I'm a very committed person. Mm. Good or bad, I'm very committed. So <laughs> I, um, I, I, I love that about myself because if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, so tell me about the times when you're like, shit, I, like, I need to let myself off the hook on this one because it's crushing my life. Well, I think that depending on what the circumstance is to commit to a bad relationship or a Mm. bad friendship or whatever the situation, that's different. Mm -hmm. I would say committed to the things that work for me. Okay. Yeah. Things that work for our life. If something is wrong, but I would commit to being open and saying that to that person, Mm. Hey, situation doesn't work for me because this, this, and this. Whereas maybe 10 years ago, I would just not say anything and I just pull away. Mm. I have to be able to say how I feel in order to grow. Mm. And being open and vulnerable, I think is the other thing for me. It's just, if not, if I couldn't, if I couldn't be open, if I couldn't share the highs and the lows, I don't think I could be authentic. And then I don't think I could, you know, be happy. Okay. I think that's a massive superpower, like being able to speak your truth and how you feel good or bad. And I can really see a trend of, um, you know, people who are creating businesses or creating these lives that they want to fall in love with. Um, one of the biggest hangups is, you know, speaking your truth because of fear that people aren't going to like what you have to say, like people pleaser syndrome. So can you tell us what's on the other side of actually being authentic and how do you, how can we word things that are hard for other people to hear while also speaking our truth? So letting ourselves kind of like, you know, how can we, not that you can make it easier, but how do we do it? I think for me, the biggest thing is don't beat around the bush. Hmm. There's a way to say things with empathy and there's a way to say things that you mean without being like harsh. But I think when people feel like they're being fooled or you're hiding a layer, that's where people get upset in business. Mm -hmm. But if you're completely transparent and you say whatever it may be in the moment, like you've got to come in with a plan, but if you're transparent... And it really is because it's what's best for you in business or best for all of the employees or whatever it is. You can't hide any layers in it. Mm -hmm. So if there's that one icky part that you really don't want to talk about, start with it. Mm. Guys, you know, I'm just going to have to bring this up and I'm going to have to say this to start, but then I'm, and then end with the positives. Mm. You never want to end a call on a negative. (laughs) You guys are so (laughs) awesome. And now I have to tell you this. Bye. Have a good weekend. Yeah, so it's like, you lead with what makes you uncomfortable. And then most of the time it's worse in your head than what you've actually just had to share with the people that you're working with or in your life. Mm, Man, that's been, that has been freedom for me, especially, you know, you now have a lot of different coaches and it's managing people, right? Managing personalities, managing relationships. Oh my God. We, uh, we started a part of our entrepreneurial journey years ago was in network marketing. And that was just like, I did not speak my truth for a long time and it <laughs> ate me alive. Like it will eat you alive or someone else will end up eating you alive <laughs> if yeah. you don't like start using your voice. So yeah, could not and be. And you also have to like be able to learn too. Like I'm every time after I do a company call, we send out a survey. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't make them write who wrote what, but like just seeing it, one, that will tell me who has the negative energy if it's seen or 
wow, that person actually hit it on the head. I made a mistake there. Mm -hmm. It gives you some... Because we're going to make mistakes in business. It's impossible to think that we're going to go through and be like, crushing it every day. Like, (laughs) you're going to make some slip ups. But if you actually can read it and and say, okay, actually, I probably could have done that differently. Mm Then you, then you, then you can grow as a leader mm-hmm. or you can say, okay, this is the person that might be spoiling the bunch. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for some people that sounds scary as shit right now, like they can't, they wouldn't even be able to bring themselves to read a survey full of like answers back. So what do you like, how, do you brace yourself? What is the decision-making Chris and I were just talking about this. Like what is the layer that you create between yourself and the feedback to decide what is good feedback and what is not? And how do you kind of support yourself afterward? If, if, if some of it was harsh or some of it was stupid. <laughs> well, I think one, it's surrounding yourself with people that you trust mm-hmm. and that aren't just yes people. Yes. So the people that work with me aren't people that are just going to go, yes, Teddy, yes, yes, because I, you pay me and I'm yes, yes, yes. Because then all of a sudden you don't have any logic when it comes to yourself. You start to lose sight of who you are. Yeah. So I think it's key to have a, a collaborative group where you can actually discuss things like that. But, but also it's, it's being able to read something and, and knowing just by the tone of which somebody writes something, you know, if it's, if it's legit or the person's just angry in life. Oh God. Because yes. If you're angry, you just, <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. It's like rage. Yeah. But if somebody's actually has a point or has, you know, there's a way that you can still write something with being authentic by being transparent without being mean. Hmm. That is so good. That is like the best filter test because it's like, if it's written in a way that doesn't feel like it was thoughtful, then it probably was not meant to be thoughtful. It was just meant it's coming from a place of anger. And I understand that sometimes people are just in that place, but also it's like, did you want me to get this or did you want me to just get mad? Like what, what was your intention? But I mean, I have to deal with it all the time on social media Mm -hmm. too. Oh yes. It's, it's crazy, but you know, for me, it's more just setting my boundaries. So how do you do that? Cause that's huge. Like so many people want these. It's always, it's always interesting to me because there's a lot of people who want these big lives, right. And these big followings or something big to happen for them. And I'm like, oh man, you can't even read like a feedback survey. You ain't going to be ready for what's <laughs> coming with that. So how well, do you manage that? I kind of have put things in brackets. Like what's okay for, what can I brush out and know that this is something about somebody else? So like if somebody attacks me for my appearance, I am fine to just let that sit there, let it marinate. It doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm fine there. Yep. If somebody attacks me about my kids, for me, I don't want that energy out there. I don't want to see it. I will just immediately block that person. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's not worth the amount of followers to even see it. I don't like. So it's just as simple as that. And then when it comes to DMs and those types of things, I think you really have to see what works best for you. You know, like I do my best to say, like, you know, I'm going to do what makes me feel good. If I'm getting in a war with you on Instagram, I'm not going to feel good after. Right. 
So I don't, when it comes, you know, kind of my job on Twitter is to go and be a little obnoxious when the show airs, but when it comes to my life and things on Instagram and that kind of stuff, I just, I block what I don't want to see because also I don't follow anyone I don't like. Mm -hmm. Like if I, if I watch something and it makes me feel bad on somebody else's Instagram, why in the world would I continue following them? Mm -hmm. I follow people that inspire me, that make me laugh, that, you know, I like like their kids, whatever it may be, but they're all positives that I don't understand following somebody that drive, like makes you rageful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Okay. So I have a question for you because I've always like been that person that's like, God, would I be able to be on a reality show and show who I was. You probably get this question from a lot of people. Like, how do you, because you have, you must have to filter, obviously some of your life, but it must be hard to filter some of it. But also like you want to be authentic, but then there's also a show right here that you know you're kind of following along with. Like, how do you try to not get lost in that story? Does that make sense? I would say you don't necessarily, you're not really filtering it because they're, they're filming a lot. Okay, But what I will say is you have to know that when you sign up to do a reality television show, they are going to highlight something about you that most likely isn't your best thing. Or are you ever like, wow, okay, (laughs) they grabbed onto that one. Like, woo, like I'm type A, but like they highlight it like it is like a wild beast, you know, but it's not things that I haven't done or said or whatever. It's just all compiled. So if you don't also see my home life and you also don't see like, you know, me with people that I work with or any of those types of things, and you just see me in this heated setting, you're like, wow. You know, so Mm. that's how I would say it's hard because watching it back, I'm like, gosh, we filmed so many other layers of who we are, who I am. I wish that we could see those, but also it has shown me like, I can't remember one of the seasons I was like, cheapers. I nag my husband a lot. <laughs> I need to be better. Like, yeah. regardless, if they're just compiling all my nags into this episode. Like, I need to like take a breath because what am I? I need, that's a little much. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be crazy because you just you don't know with someone following you around all the time. That must be that is some personal development right there. Like when people <laughs> seriously, you want to like grow, have somebody record you all the time and watch it back. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, God, I like a I was like, after the season, I'm like, I'm going to be better. Like, I can't believe that I'm really on you. Like I was on a good one. And he's like, it's not that bad. And I laugh at it. I'm like, I, I know, but I, I need for me to be better. about. Oh, uh, I know that feeling once you notice it and then you're watching it again, you're like, I'm doing it again, again. <laughs> oh my God. Again. I thought that was a joke. It didn't come out like a joke. Oh, Oh my God. Um, okay. So talking about that, like, per, like massive personal development, like uh, even social media has done that, right? Remember when people were like scared to go on Facebook lives or see themselves talking, like what? So when you are, when you're done with like kind of watching a season or watching yourself, and maybe there was something that you didn't like that they highlighted, um, you know, cause this happens to us all the time in the real world. Like somebody's highlighting something about you that maybe you said once on social media or whatever that looks like. How do you detach from what other people's opinions are of you and just coming back to yourself? I remind myself of the following things. Is your family good? Mm. Is your family healthy? Yes. Do you have your best friends? Yes. 
have you changed in a negative way to any of the things that really matter in your life? And if I can say I haven't, then I'm okay. Mm. Because I am not going to make everybody happy. Not everybody's going to like me. And if I, if I did, if everybody did like me, then I wouldn't be being a real person. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that we all do that can be obnoxious. And if, we, if anybody's listening and they're like, not me, I'm actually perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably the worst one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. What has been one of the biggest learning lessons for you over the last year? Biggest learning lessons for me. Um, I would say for me um, during this entire, I I shot housewives during this entire pregnancy. Mm. And so I wasn't um, drinking alcohol. Oh, that would be tough. (laughs) So... Yes. But what I did learn was when I have a glass or two of wine and I'm in a conversation, I'm not always present. Mm -hmm. Like I'm more just like, you know, I kind of check, which is fine sometimes, but now it's kind of put things into perspective for me now. Like, do I need to have that glass of wine right now? Mm -hmm. Is this, or is this just my way of escaping? And if I'm doing it just because I want to escape, Mm, and I'm not probably doing it for the right reasons, which is like, I love this, you know, someone sent me this amazing bottle of wine. I love the taste of it. I want to have a great date with my husband and really talk if I'm having it because oh, I'm having a bad day and I want to zone out on what happened. It's not a tool I want to continue. That would be a massive experiment for me, like in social <laughs> situations that I maybe don't love because they put you in a lot of different social situations all the time with a bunch of different people that's got to be somewhat challenging because that is such a coping mechanism for people that we, we don't think about. I mean, we do think about, cause we're like, where the hell is the bar? Like point. Me that yeah. Way. But- <laughs> yeah. When you have to go into these big settings or you have, there's a party or these, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, there are times where you won't go out and you really want to be an introvert. Yeah. But when you're filming a television show, you're like, well, that's not actually, you know, like I have All the to, time. Yeah. I have to, you know, listen. And, and the only way that you can, come out of that wanting to be quiet or wanting to get inside of yourself is if you're listening to what somebody's saying. Mm-hmm. You ask questions and you learn and you, you know, as opposed to just thinking about yourself. Mm. How do I feel at this moment? I feel nervous or I feel tired or I feel whatever. Yeah. You actually feel other people. So you feel like you were able to like, so out of the, the year of being completely present, what was like, were you like, wow, I feel like I know these people better or I feel like I've learned a lot about people or what? I I feel like it just put me in a place where I know myself a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I know what works for me and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I know what kind of friendships that I want to have and the kinds that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That'll make it real clear. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait, I have to listen to everything you're saying. (laughs) You have a couple drinks and you have a lot more fun with people that you're way more, you, you can tolerate a whole lot more. Like I'm like, no, she's not bad. And then I'm like, whoa. And then you see her the next time and you're like, whoa, that's brutal. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know exactly that. Um, Okay. So what do you and your friends talk about when you are in like one of those like levitating conversations that just make you like you're loving life? You're so excited. What are you guys talking about? I think it depends. I know it sounds crazy, but I think that I have different friends per different conversation. 
No, we talk about this all the time. We have different groups of friends for different things for different parts of us. Yes. Yeah. So like I have my business friends that like, really, I feel like every time I talk to them, I'm, I'm honestly like a sponge Mm. and I'm just taking in the information. And I'm just like, I mean, I felt like that when I heard you speak, Mm. like, I was like, wow, this is incredible. I love this. I love what she's Mm. saying. I, I, you know, I completely relate to this or like, I, I don't really understand what she's saying here. And now I need to research, Mm. you know, that those conversations are the ones that help you grow in business and also in life when, when you don't have the answer. Yeah. Um, so I think that's huge in business. And then I think when it comes to friendships, a lot of my friendships now, you know, like, of course I have all my childhood friends that like, honestly, we talk and it's like, nothing's changed. It's like, what up, dude? <laughs> hey, what's up? Everything good? Yeah. I haven't killed my husband today. So we're <laughs> yeah. um, but when it comes to my, you know, my mom friends or anything like that, it's really just it, right now it's about ideas and creativity, mm-hmm. but then also kind of owning where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't pretend to all of my friends like, oh yeah, I'm totally the mom that has the diagram with the orange is this and the pink and the green. And this is how we're Zoom calling. I'm like, no, we're like, we're, bri- we're bribery over here. I'm like, <laughs> if you do these Zoom calls, I will let you have Roblox for 40 minutes. <laughs> it's effective. <laughs> it works, you yeah. know, but I just, I think it always comes back to being authentic. Mm. Because if you try to start pretending you're somebody that you're not, you start to become that person that like doesn't like themselves. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. I feel like I could cover everything with you, but we're nearing the end here. So <laughs> <laughs> what's something, is there anything that's kind of like up for you right now or on your heart or a theme in your life that you're just like loving or loving talking about? I think the biggest thing for me is like putting pen to paper. Mm writing things down. Like right now, there are so many ideas coming through all of our head, good, bad, whatever they may be, but write it down Mm. because all of a sudden it becomes real when you write it down. So like for me, I journal because it's a necessity for me. I have to do it. I do it every single day because then I realize what ideas are good ideas and what are ideas that I just have because I'm feeling like anxious in the moment or whatever it may be. But once you put it out there, then all of a sudden you'll start taking action on it. Mm-hmm. So for me, whether it's that I'm working on a book or that I am trying to grow my company in a different way, I have to write it down and then I have to keep writing it down and I start have to visualize it and then it becomes a reality. Mm-hmm. If I just throw things out there and I don't have any like, well, everybody else is creating right now, so I should as well. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. I have to actually really be in a place where I want to be doing that. So I think it's key, write down what you want. Mm. And if you want, tell somebody or don't. Mm-hmm. I say, but, tell someone. I said, tell, tell a lot of people if you want to be held yeah. accountable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's whatever works for you. But I think it's also hard because so many people are saying right now, you know, like now's the time where you mm. can reinvent yourself. And you know what? Some people can't right now. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not in a space. So you know what? If you're in a space where you want to watch 10 hours of Netflix today, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up about it because the more you beat yourself up about it, the next day you're not going to create. Yep. Mm-hmm. The next day you're not going to give yourself the opportunity because you're so busy beating yourself up about your behavior from the day before. Mm. Well, I know that path. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's, yeah. the, that's the biggest thing. Just keep writing it down and, you know, then it becomes a reality. Mm. 
Oh, so good. And so true. That has been, that's the only way anything that is in my existence has ever come into existence was exactly that. Like writing it down, giving it life, speaking life into it, telling people about it once I know. But yes, I love that because I have also gone back a day after and I'm like, I thought this was a good idea yesterday. Like, what did I eat with like bad meat or what? Like, (laughs) not good. Um, so Teddy, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for what you do. I'm really grateful for how you show up, um, for everyone and for women. And you're so consistent and you're so authentic. And, um, I think that when you, uh, it's really whatever you are showing up for, I think that you have a transformative energy for people because it is being authentic. And when we can mirror that to each other, that's like, that's the most beautiful thing we can do for each other. So thank you so much for, for that. So grateful you came on the show. Um, And you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, one of the biggest gifts that we can give to our guests is to tag them and let them know what the biggest takeaway was from this podcast. So I want you to tag Teddy. So Teddy, what's your uh, exact handle? At Teddy Mellencamp, T-E-D-D-I-M-E-L-L-E-N-C-A-M-P. So tag Teddy, tag myself. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this podcast. And you guys know that I love to share your stuff and I can't wait to see. And it's always so much fun for the guests to be able to see the impact that she's been able to make in your lives too. So you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.